Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Did you know that Kinda Dating Now has merch? Yep, we collaborated with tpublic.com to create t-shirts, hoodies, mugs, stickers, iPhone cases, and so much more. Picking up one of our items is a great way to support the show and grab some swag for yourself. So swing over to tpublic.com or follow the link in the description of this episode to grab yours today. Hey guys, thanks for listening to Kind of Dating, the comedy dating podcast where I, your host, Natasha Chandel, and some cool guests break down the dating world and try to figure out why the fuck do we all have commitment issues? Today's topic is dating nice people. Can we do it? Let's find out. Hello, friends. I'm Natasha Chandel. You're listening to Kind of Dating. Aisha's still not here with us, um, but she sends her love and her best wishes. And she asks you to follow her on social media. Yeah, she's at Aisha Says Dance. Um, she'll be back soon, guys. She just had to work late tonight, so um, she couldn't make it. But uh, remember to subscribe to this podcast wherever you get it and tell your friends and also leave us a five star rating or review. Um, we're also on social media, so make sure you follow us. We're at Kinda Dating across the board. Um, Aisha handles our Instagram, and she posts some really, really funny shit there, so follow us there. Um, and if you want your complicated friend, you can follow me. I'm at Natasha Chandel on Instagram, Natasha.Chandel on TikTok, Natasha underscore Chandel on Twitter. All right, guys, we have my friends back. Uh, they are comedy writers and producers. Um, some of the shows that they've worked on, amazing shows. Our Flag Means Death, which is currently on HBO Max. Uh, Bless This Mess, Upload. Guys, welcome back. Alex Sherman and Alyssa Lane. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Long time, no see. All right. It's been forevs. I'm really excited about this topic. This is, yeah, this is I think this is, this is truly like. This is the thing. You felt triggered. I, I felt your trigger. In the last episode. Oh, you felt it. <laughs> I felt it. I felt it through the Zoom that I was like, she's gone through some shit. I've, I've been around other people's shit and it scared me. You've been around a lot of people's shit. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That's what it really is. Wow. So you are like an empath enough to have been affected by other people's shit. I'm a cancer. She's sensitive, you know? <laughs> My ex is a cancer, so I won't even... I'm even <laughs> And do male and female cancers are different. I love you. <laughs> fuck himself. No. <laughs> um, so to remind everybody, you guys are married. 
Yes. Mm-hmm. And y'all have been married for how long? Years. Four years. Yeah. And uh, yeah, uh, if you want to listen to their beautiful, friendly love story, um, you have to go back to the last episode uh, on marrying your best friend, um, which they did. Spoiler alert. We did it, guys. We did it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, but this is this is an interesting one, right? Because about dating nice people, and it seems like the easiest thing that we should be able to do, yet probably the hardest part of breaking the, I would say it's a cognitive distortion that we have to break around the, the narrative that we have around nice people. Right. But let me start with like, did you guys always in your dating experiences before each other always date nice people? No. Yeah, definitely not. I mean, I dated a few nice ladies, but like for the most part, no, I would say. You had a taste for like a a little more melodrama than I'm bringing. I didn't have a taste. It just, it found me at a certain point. And then yeah, because you said you said that you you had an ex who would like to do public fights. Yeah. And that was definitely like an early relationship in L.A. to where it's just like, I need someone to hang out with. And this person that I like hanging out with, but like it got weird sometimes and not so much fun and didn't like hanging out with. Did they did she tell you that like. She wanted to do that or it was like it was just like kept happening. The third time, I'm just like, why did you pick a fight with the bartender and me at the same time? And why did you want me to resolve it? And she's like, well, I think it was just kind of a test. And I think that's something you should get used to. And I was like, oh, this is not something I'm going to be able to get used to at all. So it's like, <laughs> Right. The, also, that idea when people are like, this is a test. Mm-hmm. Shows a lot of uh, trauma. I've probably done it in the past. Well, that's the thing. I think an aspect of me, I'm very empathetic at times. And I think ultimately, you know, I was angry with her at the time, but I think I've got let it go because like, yeah, there was a lot of trauma clearly. And so, yeah, I got past it. I, I used to be dramatic, but that's like my my first relationship. I was like 18. We were together for a couple of years and I just was like mainlining Dawson's Creek. So I was like, yeah we're gonna like have very deep fights and then cry to each other like that's what I thought a relationship was so I've been that person <laughs> yeah it's it's funny to look back and you're like oh my god I can be a villain like I didn't realize that till much later <laughs> you were also 18 yes no that's yeah no that's true and I also say well you picked an 18 year old today he was like 21 and that was like you chose you you chose yeah him. that's his that's on him yeah. Chose this. Yeah. That's on him. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, but Alyssa, do you feel like you dated nice people in the past? But you said that you've had friends who didn't, but what about your experience? For the most part, I've dated nice. Well, I haven't dated a lot of people in part because like I can't deal with not nice people. So I've had like lots of like one or two dates and then just like I can never, I can never see you again. I'm not going to explain to you why I, we, we don't care. It's whatever, you know, like I just, I'm, I'm like a strong bail early type of lady. Oh, that's very healthy. I'm like, look, if I'm going to have low self-esteem, I don't need you to help. 
you know what yeah. I mean? That's um, very, again, very healthy. Cause that was the biggest, uh, flaw in my relationship history for a long time as I always give chances. And it took like my best friend sitting me down being like, girl, your number one thing is you got to stop giving chances. Like if they give you that sign, like bounce, stop making excuses. And I would, I'd probably be like Alex. I'd be like, well, I mean, they're probably acting like this because of this and and that because of that. And, you know, that's, I think that's also like my inherent sexism is that I just feel like women have to just, you just got to be hard, like harder because you have, you have, you have to protect yourself. Like, I think I just watched a lot of law and order SVU. I'm like, the world's dangerous. Like just don't let people in. I'm sorry that you just saw karate moves. That's how I go emotionally <laughs> with my emotional karate. Um, but yeah, I'm not a, I'm not a, I'm a second chancer for women and friends. That's very, again, very, very healthy. But you said your friends were not. Uh, so what kinds of people were they dating? Like, I think a big, like, obviously, like, I work with my husband. So a big part of my life is, like, he's a huge fan. He's a champion. He, like, thinks I'm amazing. And when women are with people, a lot of my friends, like, didn't date people that, like, wanted them to succeed. I think we talked about this mm-hmm. a little but like making them late for events on purpose that their boss was, you know, going to be at, or just like minimalizing things that are big deals to them. Yeah. Happened a lot. Yeah. Like, bitch, you got promoted. Let's celebrate. Like, or like I, one of my friends, like she's an amazing dancer and her boyfriend all of a sudden told her he doesn't like her dancing. And it's like, you met her on the dance floor. What'd you expect? You know? Yeah. So it's like that kind of stuff. But I just like makes my skin crawl. I dated a lot of fuckboys, a lot, like, like the classic, the classic, you know what I mean? Like, like it was just cause they were hot and, and I dealt with a lot of shit in the meantime. And, and one was very toxic, but I, I would say there were a few, there were, <laughs> there were a few that were toxic. Um, I was in an abusive relationship with somebody that was like actual abuse. That was fine. That was like, you know, many years ago. Um, But it was, again, that idea, like somebody super hot and and always dramatic and love bombing the shit out of me. And when you're young, you think that's love, right? Like, yeah, okay, he disappears on me for two weeks at a time. But when he comes back, he's like, I you're my everything. And and then he goes away again and then he comes back and like. You know, somebody else that like we weren't even in a relationship. That's what was toxic about the relationship, right? Is like, they're such a fuck boy. They're not, you're not even in a relationship with them. Yeah. And you're just in this circle, just chasing, chasing. And I was like, I don't even like, like I got, I got so obsessed with wanting this guy to fuck me. Like, because he wouldn't, he wouldn't have sex with me. It was like, so bizarre. He was making me run in circles. And I was like, at least, at least take, like at, at least fucking fuck me. You know what I mean? Like do the thing that fuck boys are supposed to do, um, which is oh. fuck me and then leave me. But like this person wasn't even doing that. I was just like, you're just annoying. But but he was so hot. And I was like, just moved to L.A. and didn't have anybody. And that's what I got caught in, which was like my. Well, this person's around when they're around, so I guess it's just hang out. 
isn't that the weird thing of you just let yourself, you let yourself fall into spots where if you, if you were just a few years removed or could look back at it in the direct light, in the right light, you're like, why did I let that happen? Or why did I just let it happen for so long? But then it is like, well, it's someone to hang out with. Mm-hmm. Like I'm protecting, I, I don't know. I always felt like I had these weird barriers of like, I'm very work oriented. So it's just like, if it's not fucking with my work, I guess, <laughs> I guess it's fun. It's fun and weird. I guess that's fine. I feel bad a lot of the time, but like my job's okay. I'm making money. But one girl fucked with your job though. One girl and fucked that, with my job. Oh, yeah. what happened? Yeah. It was just, she was, she was involved with, uh, one of my bosses and was bad mouthing me to him. Oh no, no. Mm-mm. Yeah. And I, I helped get her the job. So it was just a lot of, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a lot going on with her. Don't shit where you eat. Yeah. 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 Number one. Yeah. It's a great rule. No, but I mean, I get it. Like I, it's what you said, right? I, Alex, like sometimes you look back and you're like, oh, I was just passing my time. You, I don't know if you understood it in the moment. I didn't. I just really thought I was really into this person. And it was much oh, later yeah. that I looked back and I was like, oh, I think I was lonely and I just didn't have anybody. And I just moved and I like latched on in a sense because you don't want to think of yourself like that in the moment. Right. But that's really what it was. And I also just remember like, the feeling that these quote unquote bad boys gave, like they don't text you. They don't give you good morning texts or good night texts there. It's just like once every may, if you're lucky a couple times a day, once in a while. And when that once in a while comes in, you're like, ah! and I know like my friends hated me at the time. Like, do you feel like that, Alyssa? Like, do you look at your friends? Like, I am probably your friends, like, post-growth. <laughs> well, it's so interesting. I would say, A, I think to deal with stuff like that, you actually do have to be, like, really strong. Like, if for someone to, like, go back and forth on you emotionally, like, I just don't have the personal strength, I know, to, like, deal with that and to believe in people and, like, that kind of thing. Um, so like never, if you've fallen into this pattern, don't be mad at yourself about it. Um, but I think, um, that, yeah, my, my friends, I think the good news is my friends are growing, are growing like out of it at this point. Cause like one of my friends just leveled up, got herself an amazing place. And she was like, can't have no fuckboys in here. Not on these rugs, not on this furniture. Like, <laughs> curated safe place yeah so I I really I really like like that kind of thing like you know protect yourself yeah no it's so true I mean my friends look at me now and they're just like oh my god who is this person and when I did have my last big breakup before my boyfriend now who was the cancer sorry um <laughs> no, I'm kidding <laughs> uh it was funny because uh, we were living together and he cheated on me. And uh, after that, everybody was like, don't go back to old Tasha. Don't go back to old Tasha. And I, who was like always into the fuck boys, you know? And I, at that point I had done lots of therapy. So like, I was like, guys, I'm okay. Like, I'm glad I found out and peace out. And I, I didn't go back into those old patterns, which I was very proud of. And now my friends look at me and they're just like, who is this person? Like, 
I don't remember you did that. I'm like, that sounds like me, but yeah, I don't think I blocked it in my memory. (laughs) Well, I think another thing is like, even if I do like judge who they're with and how they're being treated, I'm like always gassing my girls up. And if I'm mad about it, I'm only going to complain to him. You know what I mean? Like, I'm I'm not going to. I'm not going to tell you you're stupid or anything like that because it's so hard. It's so hard. It is. But let me ask you guys this, like, you know, you see this on the outside with a lot of friends, Alex, you went through it in a little, you know, a a little form of dating the person that you probably shouldn't be dating. Right. But what is the opposite of that? Like, why do you think we don't date the nice people? the nice guy, the nice girl, the nice person. Like, is it, are there some myths that people have in their head about nice people? Yeah, I think it's like what we were talking about that like uh, you're craving these high highs and low lows. And so you just worry that like, what, what is the opposite of that? Is that just like nothing? Is it, is it boring? And I think like that's, I think that's one of the things that makes people crave something different. Um, But I know for me, it was just like, well, that's scary. And then I'll have to like work on myself and he'll like encourage me to be better. Am I, do I want to be better? Like, you know, do I, like, it's just. It's it's tough to like to believe it and to like trust in it. Yeah. Cause you have so many other insecurities you're worried about. And it's just like, Oh, could this be going well? It's not supposed to be going this well or this easy. Yeah. I joke a lot that like the first time I went to therapy is because like we were falling in love and it was like, I have like a higher level of happiness. Uh, I feel calmer. Like it was all these things that just like actually stressed me out more that were like technic, like objective positives. Your and therapist that- was like, um, these yeah. are not problems. Symptoms as you're describing them, but it was just like, that was so, so terrifying to me that this was happening and like, what does this, what does this mean? Cause like, I, I was very much a person that was like, oh, I'm never, I'm going to be alone forever. Like I never thought that like, I would like be in a long term or like be married or anything. So it was terrifying that like, I enjoyed someone a lot for a while. And so you kind of almost like didn't trust it. You didn't trust that it was real. Yeah. Like my, if anything, my habit was like finding like long distance relationships where like if there's a problem, that problem is out of town and no one has to know about it and stuff like, you know, like that's just, that's, that's elsewhere, but to actually like engage with someone like in your own city frequently that's that was terrible that seemed terrible i think something too that's come up come up more than i ever expected it would is we have friends who are dating people and like they didn't try to have sex on the first date and they saw that as like a red flag or like a warning sign oh yeah and to me it's like okay either a they're not attracted to you and it's going to fizzle out or they just respect you or don't (laughs) understand they think that's part of it and it's just like oh some people are told you don't have sex on the first date and so they just assume you don't want to have sex on the first day and it's not a flag at all. But I, I've just been very surprised how many people are like, yeah, I can't see him again. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, no, that's, it's yeah. actually very true. I have heard all of those things. So like I've heard from people that, you know, well, uh, you know, the nice guy, it's like, yeah, I get it, but he, it's going to be boring. 
it's that idea that it's like going to be vanilla. Um, some people view nice people as passive, you know, like, oh, they're because the bad boy, like they, you know, the, even even though they're taking initiative when they want, they're taking initiative, you know, and but I think another thing that's so weird is like we take aggressiveness or we have been trained to feel in a sense that like sex or aggressiveness is it means like they they want you more. And don't you want somebody who wants you more? But really, it's like I was the opposite. I didn't appreciate if a guy tried to kiss me or fuck me on a first date. Um, if I initiated that, OK, great. But you should never fucking assume. <laughs> and uh and the people that I always continued in a relationship with never tried to do that but I also had girlfriends and have had have girlfriends who feel like if a guy doesn't even try to kiss them it's a red flag and I'm just like we also did something called a me too movement true That's so like true. guys are fucking scared as hell to do anything. And so they don't like at least the nice guys, right? Like I know a lot of guys who are like, I don't know what to do. Like they, you know, um, if I do too much, then it's like, oh, you're aggressive. If I don't do too much, it's this. What if I cross a line and I didn't? And I'm like, no, I get it. It's fair. Like it's hard to navigate. I guess. Yeah. Yes. It can be hard to navigate, but like, don't be coming out of nowhere. Such a people, you know what I mean? Like to me, like the guys who are really concerned about like the Me Too movement on a first date, making crazy moves. Yeah, what are you doing? What what are I don't know? Like I think, uh, but you know, there are I, I will say there are a lot of empaths. There are, there are good guys, and and a lot of good guys feel like oh shit, all that stuff. Like girls have felt like that might be harassment. Like maybe me, maybe I have also been partaking and not realizing that. So like, I shouldn't try to kiss her on a first date because, you know, you, you read these stories about people that like, Oh, even if it was in, I mean, I'll give the Aziz Ansari example, right. Mm. To me, I didn't think the Aziz Ansari thing was harassment. To me, it was a really bad date. There are other ones that I felt were actual harassment or assault or me too. That to me was like two people initiated something. One didn't read the cue totally. Mm-hmm. And then they backed off. But then she came back four times and then he tried again and then they backed off and, you know, and that went on. So to me, it's like, but I think that makes a lot of people scared. They're like, wait, but so if a girl comes to me, should should I even kiss her or not? Because. I don't know, I thought she was initiating it, but you, mean, does that make sense? It does, but also like. You know, sexy whispering, you can ask you can ask for consent in a sexy whisper. OK, <laughs> I have said this. I have said on this podcast that guys should politely ask. Cause like, I think it's so sexy. If like I were on a date with a guy and he said to me like, Hey, can I kiss you? I would think that's super sexy, but I've heard so many women say, 
Yeah. Some I think he should, she should, he should just plant it on me. Like why? Like it ruins the spontaneousness. I've had so many girls argue with me on the podcast and I'm like, no, we're trying to say consent. So I think also like, I want to kiss you right now. That's hot. Like that's hot. And, and she can be like, lean it, you know, like I I feel like there's like ways to do it. That's like, that it's still like hot and interesting. But I also like when people are like, oh, he didn't kiss me on the first date. Did you actually want him to kiss you? Do you want to kiss him? Or is it just like you wanted to like that that moment confirm that he likes you? Like, I I think sometimes people forget that like you're interviewing them instead of the other way around. So Mm -hmm. like, do you really, are you really interested in his face? Did you spend enough time to find out, you know? Yeah. Don't just want, just don't just like want people to want, you know? Yeah. And I, I just feel like, you know, we, we do tend to, and me, uh, I'm very guilty of this looping guys all into one big pot. And the truth is like, (laughs) there are nice guys and, and the nice guys probably are thinking twice before they are making aggressive moves that the way other guys probably aren't. Um, so I'm curious, do you think we're addicted to these like bad guys and this drama and this up and down feeling and, or is it just that we're watching so much of it on TV and we think that that's real life? I think it's a little bit of that. Like, I, I do think it's like, we're addicted more to moments. Like we do like that passionate moment where it's just like, Oh, you met at a bar and then you went to like some crappy diner afterwards and then you made out in the alley. And it's just like, that's just, that could be a sexy story to some people. And otherwise, it could also just be some guy who like figured out how to like take you from a bar to a diner to get a makeout session in. But like, there's the narrative I think we all like to kind of play in our relationships that gets very addicting and very like it's sexy. And I, like I remember like the dopamine rush of like, what is what 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 is he thinking? What is he thinking? What is he thinking? You know, like I, it, it I feel like it is like a hormonal like body response that you feel in those situations. Um, and it, I, I think that's addictive and like, we have the batch, like every, everything is built around this like fantasy version that takes like 42 minutes a week, you know, to have these amazing, like romantic moments. Like it's all like the whole world is against us in this way (laughs) and our bodies. I think it's both. I was definitely addicted to the up and down. You know, I don't I don't think uh, I understood that I was addicted to drama, but you're you're you put it well that that rush, you know, and I used to be so like like drama in a relationship. It's like first passion just takes you up and then the fucking massive fight takes you down and then you get you make up again. It goes all the way back up and then something happens two days later and you crash back down and like that up and down used to be so wide for me, like so high, so low. And after multiple breakdowns, did I finally learn like that is so exhausting. And now I live like in this middle ground, which Mm -hmm. still has ups and downs, but it's much, it's in a much smaller wave file um, than than, you know, what it used to be. Um, And I feel like making decisions where I started saying to myself, like, nice guys exist. Because I used to be 
the girl that said guys are all dicks. Same. Right. Did you notice a change? Like, did you do you feel like this is what people need to do? Not just for guys, but guys looking for girls and looking for people like. Do we just need to start acknowledging that good people exist in this world? I don't know. I think it's tough, too, though, because like what is (laughs) like what is a good person? I think it starts to get really unclear. I mean. I mean, come on, though, Alec, good people are like. We're we helping people. I'm not yeah, fucking yeah. anybody's life but, up or or trying to pocket like, their, their shit. I do think with guys, guys especially, not to like single guys, the bar is so ridiculously low to where a guy showing up on time for a date can be considered a nice guy. And it's just like, that's nothing. That no, shouldn't that's be, not. That's, that shouldn't be something. And I think sometimes that is. I mean, we we helped look after our nephew uh, over the pandemic. And so just meeting a lot of like dads or like couples with kids, it's just like that dad shows up once a week to dinner on time and he's the best dad ever. It's like, that's not, that's an extremely low bar that we've just accepted and he gets to benefit from. So I don't know exactly where I'm going with this, but I just, well, I, feel I would like say that, like, no, I'm never, I never think that women should, or, you know, people who date, uh, who are dating people should like have a more open heart. I know that sounds crazy, but I think like if there's anything that just feels like a red flag, like just it's totally fine to cut and run. I think because like I don't think there's like that many great guys or like great people for you. Like there's there's gonna be a, there's gonna be some. And so if if you don't think it's like I, I don't think you have to have faith. In people, but like that's a general thing that I may, I maybe need to work on. <laughs> well, look, you're right. Nice and good and bad. It's all it's all a spectrum of gray, right? It's it's mm-hmm. really not very black and white. It's it's very gray. No, just have really. I think just have high, have a high standard of what you think is good. Yeah. At the same time. I just want people to believe that like if they treat people decently, that there other people exist who also treat people decently. But oh, yeah. you're right, Alex, and it's a really good point that that doesn't mean like because the bar has been set so low in the dating world right now that we think somebody showing up on time is a gift. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, bitch, that is a basic requirement. <laughs> That's not that. And so we have to also differentiate what is basic, decent behavior versus like somebody, you know, but somebody who is actually nice where they say something and they, they follow through, right. It doesn't mean that a nice relationship or a nice guy or a relationship with a nice person is going to work out. It just means it might be less dramatic. Like maybe they'll actually come to you and say, Hey, I had a really nice date, but I didn't, I didn't exactly vibe. Um, but you know, but I really wish you well. And, uh, but I just wanted to be honest. That's a really good person. (laughs) Right. Like that is like, okay, but those people like exist and we gotta start looking for them rather than the ones who are just fucking pussies and ghosts, which I've also done. So like I get both sides. But I, I get a lot of messages from guys 
you know, who listens to the podcast and just feel like nice guys finish last. I mean, do you guys believe that? Do you really think like nice guys finish last, like based on your experiences with your friends or? I think I struggle with that a a little bit at times because I do think there's like nice guy manipulators that know how to use the nice guy method to kind of like be dicks themselves or feel like they've earned something because they were a nice guy. Um, But I, I will say I do have a few nice guy friends that I feel like just somewhere along the line, they didn't find someone and they are alone. So maybe, I guess I I've seen it happen. So maybe I do. I don't know. I, well, yes, I, I, th- I think that can happen, but I also think like you did really well and like uh, you dated a lot of people. And I think part of it is like, he's an active listener, you know, like he just, he'll listen to you. He'll quote you back. You know what I mean? And I, I think that's just like people, I think people who do that do I would assume do well. I don't know. Yeah. But I also think like, I mean, some people I dated, I wasn't the nice guy. Yeah. Like there was like, I mean, <laughs> college, early twenties, like you mess up and you, you find how yeah. to be better the next time. But yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Active listening. That's a big thing for us. Oh my so. God. Yeah. No, you're, you're a very, very active listener. Um, yeah, I guess I know. Yeah. I guess you can be overlooked, right? Like, is that the, is that, what people are telling you is that like, we just get overlooked. Yeah. I mean, look, I, uh, Canadian, we are known to be a little on the polite, nicer side and I got cheated on. And I remember the abusive boyfriend, it was, uh, the girl that he was cheating on me with came and said, like, he said, you were too nice. And, and I remember going like, that's a fucking thing. Like what? Because I treated you like a person and and was good to you. That said, I also learned, and this is a question that I have for you guys, is that I had things to learn that I could learn from, quote unquote, the bad boys or the bad girls or whatever, right? Which was a little bit of, boundary setting and a little bit of my own self-worth, but that healthy, uh, amount of that, um, again, in Canada, very different. I know it sounds crazy, but like, I didn't know the kinds of people that I met here in America over there. It's just like, I didn't go to school with crazy narcissists who were doing whatever. So like when I came here in college or in college, I was just like, huh? Like, who are you? Why would you do this? Like, it doesn't make, it didn't mentally make sense to me because we just like, don't have that, that level of spectrum there, or at least didn't when, when I was younger, I'm sure now, you know. Yeah. I can't tell like the rise of the narcissist. I don't know if it's just, we've aged into it and now see it so much more, Mm -hmm. but like, I feel like that's a lot of boundary setting of like, how do you avoid that? Because they get away, like, I I think with some of my past relationships, something I kept learning was like, oh, I don't know what their past boyfriends let them get away with. I don't know if that sounds weird, but like, they dealt with a lot of stuff that it's like, I think maybe I'm just not willing to deal with, or I'm at an age where it's like, I don't want to deal with. And so it's not on them to be, they're not wrong for how they treated me or how they acted. It's just how, what they learned, how they learned to be in a relationship. And so maybe they have some more to learn along the line. And at some point they figure it out or they'll find someone who likes their shit. 
Like, do you guys think that nice guys can learn something from sort of the bad boys? I think, I guess, like, to me, nice doesn't mean that you do things you don't want to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like, if someone, if you, you can be a nice person and like push back um, on whatever is going on. Um, so I, I guess, yeah, I, I think a fuckboy is, can be, I don't know. I think a fuckboy is it. both very clear and very unclear yeah. about, <laughs> about what they want from you. I, I think too, like nice guy. I, I think some guys see themselves as nice guys because they were respectful and didn't do anything wrong, but it's like, well, then you still got to be sexy and interesting. You still got to make them feel special and do things a little bit out of your comfort zone or their comfort zone, just to feel like, okay. Cause like, I think a relationship is pushing the boundaries and seeing where everyone's lines are and see how comfortable everyone is. And if you don't do that enough, then it is going to be dull and kind of boring. Yeah. Cause I think a big one is also like taking initiative, right? Because um, a lot of things that I hear is like people fell into friend zone because they were so nice. And it's kind of like, well, did you tell them how you felt? Did you make a move? Did you, mm-hmm. did you express anything? And then it's like, well, no, I was trying to be respectful. Okay. And that's great. And you should be, but there is still a way to like be respectful and like express your feeling, you know? Um, or, uh, I think one big trait that I think, you know, quote unquote, bad boys have is like, they're very, they're very confident, right? Like, they're like, we should hang out tonight. Which when I started having standards, I was like, I, I should. I was like, don't tell me what I should and shouldn't do. <laughs> right. But they so confidently say, like, we should, we should hang out tonight. Yeah. And yeah, I felt it. I was like, okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And and now uh, you know, as I started uh growing and and learning, I appreciated the guys who would say, like, Hey, I'd, I'd really, you know, are you available uh, tomorrow night? I'd love to take you out for a date. And I'm like, thank you. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. I would love that. But like, so you can be polite and respectful and take initiative all at the same time. Yeah. I think, yeah. Being clear is also part of being nice. Like that's, that can be, it's not to the exclusion of you asserting what you want, you know? Because what I mean, Alyssa, what do you think? Like they always say, uh, you guys also brought this up a little bit earlier. It's like, oh, that that spontaneity and that sexiness. And like you guys both seem really nice and you are best friends and you're married. And like you got to still like have those moments, right? Like it doesn't mean that those moments don't exist because you are two nice people together. Yeah. Like, I think, I think a big thing is like, we also like, we like to get out of town. We like to see new things together. You know, like we just have like a partner to like do that stuff with that we really like, or like to nerd out to the extreme with like all that stuff, you know? So it's, I think like two nice people can get to do like a lot of shit together, which is fun, you know? Yeah. Cause it's, it's, um, my experience now uh, being with a really nice person has been like emotionally it stays within this uh, lower frequency of up and down. 
but it's like 10 times more passionate and, and more fun in other ways because I'm not worried. You know, I, I don't have a sense of dread of where this is all coming from. It's all just like I can really go and be fun and free and spontaneous and and enjoy without this underlying like, oh, my God, what's is this all going to crash and burn in the next second? Oh, yeah, 100 percent. Like, I remember I was uh, like dating this guy like long distance. And the most fun part about it was like planning to like go see him. And once you got there, like all of my insecurities would rise up. There's this anxiety. Does he like da, 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 da. And so it ultimately, like the trip wasn't fun. Like the, the sexy secret planning of it was fun. And then like with Alex, like I can just like be myself, which means like I'm up for trying more stuff because our like baseline is like, is positive, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause I just, I want people to get that out of their head, right? That when you're with a nice person, it means it's going to be boring. It's going to be, uh, yeah, just like not exciting. And I'm just like, I find myself 10 times more excited, mm-hmm. but in like the positive way of what excitement actually means. Like sometimes I have to be like, I'm like you, Alyssa. I, I sometimes I'm like, is this okay? Is it okay to feel happy? Like, it's almost like that's what the insecurity is now. Mm-hmm. You know, like, is it all right to have this much fun without any drama attached to it? Um, does that sound crazy, Alex? I don't think at all. No, I mean, it's just because I think I think like the nice guy is boring is just such a just like not true. I mean, we go to music shows, we go to comedy shows. We like to just find weird shit to do where I think like some of like the bad girls I dated, it's just like, okay, yeah, they took me to like a club. And it's just like, this isn't super fun. But like, if I was with a nice girl, it also wouldn't be super fun. Like, it's just not my thing. But yeah. at least with like the nice girl at the club, you'd probably be laughing about it. You'd oh, I'd probably be, laughing be like, I can't not, believe we're here. Let's I'm not looking at every watch. guy there thinking like, oh, is she seeing one of them or is there something going on? Like, yeah, yep. oh, totally. But yeah, you, I guess you're, you're totally right. Like I can go to the club and like experience that scene with them. And it's like, oh, this is interesting and weird and different. I think you can also embarrass yourself more. Like you can take risks and embarrass yeah. yourself because at the end of the day, I can be like, babe, can you believe I did that? <laughs> Whereas like, I would have to worry about being cool to him. And so I wouldn't try certain things or like, I wouldn't say certain things or like, I wouldn't fuck up in as big a way if I didn't have this like nice relationship to come home to with someone who is going to be like, yeah, that was, that was wild, (laughs) you know, but it's ultimately a safe place. Yeah. It was like a weird um, wake up call for me when I suddenly realized that like all those like fuck boys I dated were all the same, like as in, They were the same archetype, did the same thing, sometimes even spoke the same way. And to me, I was like, oh, my God, they're they're boring. They are the boring ones who literally say the same things, all of them to try to get you in bed, to try to get you to go out, to try to whatever, fuck with your heads, literally the same quotes. And then I was like, 
you guys are the one no boring pieces of shit. Like, and then when I started to sort of change my perspective about it, I noticed myself like having a lot of fun with other people that I probably wouldn't have normally given a shot to who are equally hot, but just less dramatic. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sometimes it feels like they're the members of a secret club and they're keeping that away from you. And you want to keep, because yeah, I've, I've just dated the same kind of girls a lot. And it's just, you think you're going to figure it out or you're going to get in at some point. And it's just like, but I don't even want to get it. I don't know what I'm chasing. You think, I don't oh know. Oh my God, that's so true. There's like that film school. I went to like a film school and it's just, everyone's talking about the Oscar movie from the thirties. And it's just like, I have to have an opinion too. And it's just like, or you don't, you don't have to like those kind of movies. It's so true. I mean, I also believe that at the end of the day, like this, this idea that the nice guy finishes last, I really feel like it can't be true because everybody who I have seen, even in shitty relationships, eventually get a divorce because they know that that is not making them happy. I mean, there are obviously some people who are sadly stuck in those those uh, relationships, but they are always yearning for the nice person. They're always yearning for something more. So I'm always like, yeah, in the moment, it feels like the nice people walking around the dating world are going like, nobody values me. And I'm like, no, I promise you they will value you. Yeah. Once the switch goes off in the brain, which is like, oh, I'm tired of this drama. Yeah. I do. Yeah. I think you have to get tired first. <laughs> Real tired. It took me a long time to get tired. Oh, I, I got tired early and was just like, I'm done. <laughs> you were, you did it the right way. Like totally done. Yeah. I, yeah, I think another thing that bugs me about the nice guys finish last thought, though, is like, I think a lot of times the guy's going after the wrong girl and they think they've lost because of that. And it's just like, she just wasn't right for you. It wasn't going to work and you got to get over it kind of thing. Because, yeah, she's going after some, you know, meathead guy. And it's like, that's what she wants right now. The way you want her, she wants something different and that's fine. Yeah, you don't have to carry that like with you. You don't have to like, you know, keep defining yourselves by like things that didn't work out, you know, like life is long. You're going to date a lot of people, be attracted to a lot of people. Like you don't have to like, you know, have like a sad label for yourself if you don't want it. Like you don't have to. I feel like that is the best place to end this episode because (laughs) both of those points were so on point. I think that people who are, who identify or feel like they're the nice person really do need to do some introspection the way, because you can't control other people, right? You can't make somebody else love you, but you can also look within and go like, maybe I'm giving my attention to people who don't deserve it. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and I also really, really love Alyssa, what you said that like, we shouldn't be defined by our trauma. Like we don't have to carry that as our story forever. You guys, you're so wise. Such a wise old married couple. (laughs) So old, so boring, you know? (laughs) Um, You guys are so, so fun. And I just like, 
love both of you and am so grateful you guys came on the show and shared your story and uh, gave us some insight into what it takes to make healthy relationships. Uh, it was so fun talking to you. And uh, thank you for reminding me of like fuck boys of the past and stuff like that. I had yeah, this sort a of fun conversation about, later. Yeah. 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 yeah we got unpacked. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You got, I, you, you got some uh, new stories for the, for the room. <laughs> for your next room. <laughs> Uh, well, thank you guys again. And once again, um, please tell everybody how they can follow you guys. Uh, friends listening, they already did six questions. So you got to go back to the last episode and listen to that. But tell everybody how they can find you guys and watch your shows. Definitely watch Our Flag Means Death on HBO Max. And uh, I'm at, on Instagram at Alex J underscore Sherman. And I'll post some cute pictures of Alyssa mm-hmm. so you can see her too. Yeah. And uh, the link uh, will be in the description of this episode, guys. So make sure you follow them because they are the best. Um, Thank you again. Thanks. Have a good night. You too. Guys, make sure you follow us. We are uh, at Kind of Dating across the board. I'm at Natasha Chandel on Instagram, Natasha underscore Chandel on Twitter, Natasha dot Chandel on TikTok. Thank you so much for downloading this episode. Please tell a friend and rate and review this podcast wherever you get it and send us your dating stories and thoughts to kindadating at gmail.com. Finally, I know it seems tough out there, but just try. Till next time. Kinda Dating is part of the Frolic Podcast Network. Find more podcasts you'll love at frolic.media slash podcasts. Kinda Dating is created, produced, and hosted by myself, Natasha Chandel. Aisha Holden is my co-host. Adam Pineless and Karina Uribe are producers. Our opening music is composed by Joe Lorenzetti, and our logo and graphics are by Jenna Yannick and K. Daniel Ellis.